بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على النبي المصطفى وعلى آله وصحبه ومن لأثره اقتفى أما بعد Resuming with verse 40 of Surah Al-Nabak Allah Azza wa Jal says يوم ينظر المرء ما قدمت يداه ويقول الكافر يا ليتني كنت ترابا On the day when a man will observe what his hands have put forth and the disbeliever will say Ah, I wish that I were dust why was the word hand used here? Scholars said it is because most of what we do is done by our hands. That is why Allah Azza wa made mention of the hand in particular. So one will see everything he has done and set forth or sent forth. Everything we do is recorded. It's like an archiving system. It's recorded, archived, and sent. Sent up. Remember the Prophet said every Mondays and Thursdays records are raised. They're sent up. In the middle of Sha'ban, all records of the year are sent up. So everything we do is recorded, archived and sent up. Sent forth. So whatever we do, we will be sending forth in our record. And we will certainly see that. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, اقرأ كتابك اقرأ كتابك كفى بنفسك اليوم عليك حسيبا verse 14 of chapter al-Isra it will be said read your record every one of us will read his record on that day read your record sufficient is yourself against you this day as a count. We will read our record. Our hands will testify against us. Our feet will testify against us. Our skin will testify against us. Everything will testify. Everything is preserved in a record, untouched. That will never wear out with time. This should make us brothers and sisters before doing, saying, intending anything 
We should stop, think, and wait. Is this thing that I'm about to do, say, or intend, does it coincide with the pleasure of Allah? Will it please Allah? And will it please me when I see it in my record on the day of judgment and resurrection or not? If it is, if the answer is yes, then go ahead, proceed. But if the answer is no, brothers and sisters, let us not lead ourselves to destruction. Let us struggle. Let us fight shaitan. Let us fight our whims and desires. Let us fight ourselves when it calls us to commit what displeases Allah and will certainly displease us on the day of judgment when we read it in our record of deeds. Notice how Allah concluded this verse describing the situation of the disbelievers. The disbelievers will be so grieved, so terrified, so horrified, so... I can't. I'm speechless. It's a situation that you can't describe. It's a punishment that no one can tolerate. It's a torture that one cannot conceive. To the point that Allah described them, saying... Oh, ya laytani, kuntu turaba. I wish that I were dust. The word ya laytani is like waylata in Arabic. It's an expression describing emotions. It's not a word. The person is like a person sighing. You know when when you do something wrong and you're scared, terrified, feeling sorrow and regret. You say, oh, it's like, what have I done to myself? What have I done to myself? Where have I led myself to go? And then, what is his wish? What is the wish of the disbeliever on that day? I wish that I were dust. Something humiliating. Something we would refuse on this day, during life. If someone would throw dust on you, you would feel in dust insulted. And most of us, We'll retaliate, we'll act back, we'll respond back. That day, the disbeliever would wish to become dust. They would wish they were never resurrected to face this destiny. Shaykh al-Uthaymeen, rahmatullah alayhi, 
said this according to the sayings of the scholars can be taken as one of the following three meanings or it will take, can take one of the following three meanings it can mean that i wish i were never i was never born and remain dust which is the origin substance of mankind the second is i wish i remained in the grave with the dust and was never resurrected and the third meaning is the meaning that is the face value of that term that i become dust there is a narration in the book of imam muslim narrated by abu huraira in which the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam described the justice of allah azza wa jal by describing something that will take place on the day of judgment in which allah azza wa jal gives permission for sheep to retaliate against one another a horned sheep who struck and attacked one that had a broken horn that one with the broken horn the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam tells us allah will give it permission on that day to retaliate and get even with the one with the horn but at the end of the narration the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said then allah the exalted would command all animals and birds to become dust and they will become dust at that moment the kafir seeing this will say ah i wish that i were dust and not face the destiny the punishment that is awaiting those who disbelieve or disobey let me conclude mentioning a couple of points one of the distinct features of the quran is that allah azza wa jal in general not necessarily in every single chapter or surah allah azza wa jal starts the surah with something and ends it with the same topic you feel coherency between the beginning and the end of the surah in the beginning allah azza wa jal was talking about the questioning and the doubts about the naba the news the event and the doubts of the non-believers about resurrection and the day of judgment and allah concluded the verse the surah talking about the scene on the day of resurrection also another distinct feature of the quran is that generally 
Allah Azza wa Jal concludes the surah with a topic and starts the following surah with the same topic. Surah Al-Naba ended with the topic of the day of resurrection. And the beginning verses of Surah Al-Nazi'at, which is the following one, addresses the same issue. And the surah preceding that, Surah Al-Mursalat, ended also the last few verses addressing the same issue of the day of resurrection. So you feel that the Quran from beginning to end has coherency. And the surah itself is coherent beginning to end. Finally, something we, we have concluded Surah Al-Naba, Surah Amma. But I would like to uh, just say a final statement with regards to the knowledge or the science of tafsir. It is very good and praiseworthy and encouraged that people attend study circles and listen to tafsir. But it would be much better and the information would settle much deeper in the heart and the mind if this would be coupled with the person actually reading on his own from a different source. And alhamdulillah, Tafsir ibn Kathir is available in English. Right? So, I recommend and advise all the brothers and the sisters and advise you all to go and read Surah Amma from Tafsir ibn Kathir. And prepare for Surah Al-Nazi'at. So when you're hearing something, it'll coincide with what you read and that will sink in much better, much deeper and will make things easier to remember and recollect if you happen to be in a gathering or in a study circle and someone tells you or requests you to give a short talk then it's much easier for you to recollect and recall if you coincide what you hear with what you read. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to benefit us all from what we read, what we hear, and what we say. And make us among those who hear and act upon what they hear. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِ